At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Burden of Command podcast. Uh, Today, I've got a special guest with me, Mr. David Melville. Uh, David has spent uh, a career in the uh, sales training and consulting for media markets. And through his time in that business, he's noticed a few things that were kind of unsettling for him about people's mindsets on... uh, Looking forward to Friday and dreading Monday. <laughs> right. And, and through the course of that, he's come up with these five things to uh, help remedy that situation. Now, you probably really haven't heard of David yet, but you're going to. And uh, I'm happy to be kind of an early uh, adopter and an early introductor of, uh, of David into your life. So, David, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. So, uh, you know, the first... The first place I start with all of my guests is what does the term burden of command mean to you? Yeah, um, I, I, I saw that coming, Earl, uh, <laughs> uh, listening to your podcast. And, you know, when, when you talk about uh, the burden of command, it, it is incumbent upon each of us to identify and explore our burden slash responsibility to lead because uh, I know you talk a lot about leadership and 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 I do too and it's not just uh, the the leader in the and I know you have a military background it's not it's not just the colonel it's not just the captain it's uh, it's leading from from the ranks and so that burden that responsibility is on each one of us uh, in terms of how we uh, execute our experience yeah, no, I, I like that. So, and, and it's true. I mean, like you said, uh, that was the a lot of the principles and stuff that I talk about were things I learned early on, very early on in boot camp. It was kind of the foundation, and uh, so I like that that mindset there because you're right. It's uh, it's not the general, it's not the colonel, it's not the sergeant. It's whoever is in the position at the time to lead. Yeah. Uh, so, so I like that. So. All right, so we, we talked a little bit uh, in the intro there about the, this Thank God It's Friday and, and Monday Dread, and uh, everybody knows TGIF, but you, you want to introduce them to TGIM, right? What, is, what does that mean, and how did you get there? It's a, it's a great concept, and uh, I'm so thrilled that you've had me on your podcast to explain this to the world, because I'll tell you, Earl, once, once you hear what I'm about to share with you, uh, you can't unhear it. You can't unsee it. This whole idea of completely reframing Monday, because as you as you said, 
this this idea of uh, TGIF, I think living for the weekend, uh, dreading Monday, and and you know Monday dread starting on Sunday. It's not something that I detected, and I uh, came across traveling around the country as a sales consultant. It's here. It's home. It's everywhere, uh, and it's not just the United States. It's across the world. It's it's a cultural phenomenon worldwide and so the idea here is to completely change the way you experience monday to completely change the way you live on monday and some people uh you know if if, if you're a living for the weekend kind of person which there are a lot of good reasons to live for the weekend but but if that's you um this might sound like come on what are you what are you talking about you know i deserve a day to be miserable um but if if you can change the way you approach your Mondays, what you have done to the whole week will change your life. And so when I go through, I'm not going to go through all uh, five, uh, all five things, uh, but I'm going to touch on a few of them. Um, and once you hear them, and once the next Monday rolls around, um, you can't not think about think about Mondays differently. So it's a really exciting uh, program. It's an and it's it's a really exciting uh, uh, movement, if you will, because where this has taken hold, it has changed work work cultures. Well, and that's that's the critical piece right there. It's about work culture because you yeah. know what I what struck me uh, hearing this is you know there's a statistic floating around there where and I don't even remember the number right now, but it's a large majority of uh, like heart attacks take place like on Monday morning, like between the hours of six and seven, because people are so amped up and anxious about having to go back to work. And if your culture is so terrible that people would rather have a heart attack than show up to work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the other thing I like about it is you, it reminds me of the old uh, uh, Mark Twain quote that says, if you make your uh, – if you make your vocation your vacation, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. And, and exactly. I think that's a lot about what you're 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 talking about here, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know, this this uh, you mentioned the term uh, Monday dread. Uh, you know, we, in a survey to ask people, you know, which is your favorite day of the week? You know, Saturday, uh, far and away, number one. Uh, Monday, uh, worst day of the week. Um, by a lot. Um, but there were a lot of people in the survey who said Sunday was the worst day of the week. I'm like, Sunday? Wait a minute. You know, you get to sleep in a little, you get to, you know, more decision. And, and, and the reason it was explained uh, was that it was so close to Monday that, you know, they, they, that Monday dread sets in sometime on Sunday. For some people, it's 10 p.m., some people, it's 3. But the point I'm making here is the idea of Monday for some people is worse than the actual Monday, uh, and and this this and and that's why and the reason I bring that up, Earl, is because everything I'm talking about is changing your mind, changing your perspective, kind of uh, owning owning your uh, reaction to what's going on around you. So this idea of um, what is actually happening on Monday and how can you how can you turn it to your favor to the point where, wow. I actually look forward to Mondays now. Now, um, uh, if you don't mind, I, I, this whole this whole program started uh, by accident, uh, and it was a, a fellow who I know who worked at a, a paper company uh, up here in Maine, 
and uh, he worked with a, another character. Uh, it was John and Matt, and these are one was a millennial, one's a little bit, you know, one's you know, thirty-two, one's forty-five, and so they have different uh, life experiences. But one thing they both noticed at the paper company was that Mondays were unnecessarily miserable. That that folks, you know, it, and it was so predictable in their paper company, in their cubicles, so to speak. Um, it was around the coffee urn. It's like, how you doing? Oh, good for a Monday, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And that the week would lighten up as we are closer to Friday, as, as you know, as, as you could predict. Um, so um, they decided, you know what? We're just robots. We're just habitual creatures of habit. And they noticed that it wasn't just at their company. It was on the phone. In fact, um, one of their, uh, uh, John relayed to me, one of their accounts is in Indianapolis. And he would talk to Craig in Indianapolis. And, and same thing, Craig, call him on a Monday and met, and how you doing? Good, good for a Monday, <laughs> etc. So it, it, it isn't something that's in, uh, you know, Southern Maine. It's, it's in Indianapolis. And um, I dare say, uh, San Diego and Texas and Michigan as well. So what, what John and Matt decided to do uh, was to change that paradigm. They, they decided to uh, just they, 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 would, they would start to talk to each other about um, uh, uh, how much they loved Monday. They would high-five each other. On Sunday, they would text each other and say, hey, tomorrow morning, uh, another Monday. Can't wait for Monday. Uh, feeling Monday strong. And so they would almost make fun of the idea of enjoying Monday. And what would happen is they would catch themselves thoroughly enjoying Monday and actually looking forward to it. So it started out kind of as a joke. It's like, we need to do something about this. Um, it, 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 it really changed the culture, not just for them, but for the, for the people around them. So it started by accident, and I, and I, and I took uh, those concepts and developed them. Yeah, well, no, I love that story because it's, you know, I think people underestimate how powerful that concept is, uh, you know, I'm a fan of some of the Stoic philosophers, and uh, Pictetus said, you know, men are disturbed not by things, but the view of which they take of them. And and this is, you know, ties right into to one of your, your five things, the change your mind. Uh, I don't think people realize sometimes it's that simple as just consciously changing how you view something, right? Right. And, and it does, you know, back to the... Uh, um I'm sorry. Who, who's the quote you just shared? Uh, Epictetus. Yeah, it's that reminds me of uh, Hamlet and Shakespeare when he's talking about Denmark, uh, and he says, "You know, for, for there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking that makes it so." And to me, Denmark is a prison. So I, I mean, he but he took ownership for it, right? Yeah. You know, he, 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 um, but but it has nothing to do with Denmark. It has to do with his what the slice that he chooses to focus on his experience and his recollection of Denmark, etc. So um, yeah, it's it, nothing is either good or bad, uh, but thinking makes it so, especially Monday. And you know, let, let, I mean, let's be honest. This is a, a little bit uh, the goal here for this program, TGIM, is to get people to look forward to Mondays, and it is entirely possible. Um, the you know my originally you know I was a, a little bit more ambitious and we're thinking you know we, we we need to change the world we need to change we need to make Monday uh, the f- the the best day of the week well you know you kind of lose credibility when you talk <laughs> like that so so he said well all right maybe we can't make it the best day but can we make it a day that you look forward to and let, let's be honest there are things about Monday that you, 
they're out of your control. Um, you know, if you have traffic on the way, way to work, if you uh, have a sales report due, if you have some um, um, regularly scheduled meeting that you don't look forward to. But so there, there are going to be things that happen. But I love this quote, and I don't know who said it, so I'll just take credit for it. I'll, I'll take credit for passing <laughs> it along. <laughs> I'll take credit for passing it along. There you but, go. you know, uh, are, are you having a bad day, or did you have a bad five minutes and you're milking it? Mm. And, and that's it's so common to, you know, something happens, uh, and it could be on the way to work, and it could be something some, somebody said to you on your way out the door. It could be a phone call that you got. It could be a piece of news. But it's something that impacts you uh and it's and 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 is it going to affect your entire day and the answer is it's up to you yeah. and that's uh, and that leads to uh to that the, the first of the five things that, which is changing your mind or accepting responsibility well and and what i liked about what you just said there about did you really have a bad day or did you just have a fi- bad five minutes and you're milking it is um, have you ever read the book uh, Question Behind a Question? No, but it sounds like I will. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm trying to remember the name of the author right now. That that slipped out of my mind. But in there, they, they kind of he kind of brushes up on this, and the way he puts it is 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 your the the language that you use, and the example he gives is kind of in line with what you just said. He goes, if you wake up in the morning and you say, "Man, I've got to go to work today." You start your day off with this kind of negative vibe, and it carries through. But if you just change got to get, and you wake up and say, man, I get to go to work today, then it's like it's a reward. You have a job. You're, you're going to be able to put food on the table, and it changed your whole mindset just by changing got to get. Love it. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, if you think of the the age that we live in and the uh you know how much we have and and if you and 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 exactly just change that perspective to man i i get to do this you know it's not everybody that gets to do this it's not all pie in the sky it's not all rose uh, rosy all the time but man this is a pretty good gig and i'll tell you if if you can't say it's a pretty good gig you either need to change your mind or change your job but there's nobody that that you know should do that to themselves is to not find a way to find satisfaction. And gosh, you're you're right. It, the, the, um, I'm glad you said that, Earl. The the moment you put your feet on the floor in the morning um, is is the, is the moment to just because you decide you're going to dedicate this this moment to gratitude to say you know what. I, I, I get another day. I get to go to work. I get to, I get to do so much instead of I have to. Yeah, that, I, I love it. The question behind the question. Love it. Yeah. John, uh, John Miller, that was the author. I, I looked it up there real quick. QBQ, yeah. the question behind the question by John Miller. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that's kind of number one of, of your five things is, is change your mind, right? Exactly, uh, and and when you do, when you when you just consciously say, you know what, I'm just going to look at things differently, and the, oh, and I should back up and, and tell you the reason we're we're focusing on Monday is because we are habitual creatures. I I don't know what the number is, sixty thousand thoughts uh, or seventy thousand thoughts that we have every day, and that ninety five percent of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. That we are we're we're running on programs. Um, and so, so this does, it, it takes a, 
a conscious decision to change your mind. But because we are uh, all so habitual, change is hard. So th- that's why we're taking Monday because there's no risk. Uh, generally speaking, we hate Mondays anyway. So let's let's take Monday and do a few things differently. Um, and then we can go back to being our miserable selves on Tuesday. But just to, to take a day that has there's no risk involved, we're going to improve Mondays um, and 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 do a few things differently. And the first is as you, is you know yeah when you put your feet on the floor, say you know what. I am going to make this a great day. You say those words out loud if it's if if you can say it uh, and you're not embarrassed to say it out loud. Just go ahead and greet the day, and that is a conscious decision. It's not a predisposition. It's not. Some people learn how to be happy, but it's not. There are happy people and miserable people. These are conscious decisions and habits that are built over time. So if you, generally speaking, are that guy or that gal that wakes up in the morning that says. Uh, that's my life again. If that's you, um, you have opportunity. In fact, you have a lot of opportunity. So yeah, uh, and and when when we talk about uh, changing Mondays, Monday really begins Sunday at ten o'clock because at that point you are prepared. You're you're going off into slumberland. You're going off to. Uh, to speak to your subconscious, you're you're going off, uh, and and how you drift off into sleep will affect those first few moments in the morning. So, what we uh, recommend is uh, ten o'clock Sunday night, uh, if that's your bedtime. Uh, get your cell phone as far away from you as you can. And uh, I already hear people saying, well, I I can't do that. I need the phone right here because somebody might call me. I might sell something on eBay. I might get an email or or, or I might need to check the news. Um, Or, uh, and the the most ironclad excuse is, it's my alarm clock. Um, But what you want to do is, in terms of changing your mind, you want to change what you're putting into your mind. And the first step is to Get that thing away from you because there's nothing on there um, that doesn't beg for a reaction. So you're being whipped around by all of these things on your phone. You're, you're looking for endorphins over here and you're looking for um, happiness over here and you're looking and, 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 you're, and you're also uh, stumbling across, you know, uh, uh, responsibilities and, and people telling you this and that and comparing lives on Facebook, etc. The phone is of incredible technology, incredibly useful. But in terms of before you go to sleep and you wake up in the morning, you want to get as far away from you as you can. You know, I, I never really thought of it until you were saying that, but that, that is kind of a strange dichotomy with this whole thing, right? Is right now people have this mindset of, thank God it's Friday, I can't wait to get out of here and I don't have to deal with work anymore. But then they spend all weekend glued to their phone checking work email. <laughs> yeah, that's not the truth. Yeah. yeah. So and 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 back to us being habitual creatures. Um, if you completely change the way you uh, view Monday and use some of these principles, um, you really you will notice a marked difference between your former Mondays, but also your weekends. Because uh, when when I when we talk about how habitual we are. We're kind of habitual on the weekend as well. Even though um, we can't wait for the weekend, what happens when the weekend comes? We go to the same bar or we go to the same uh, restaurant or we go to the uh, and we, we're, we're mixing with the same people. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, we have more freedom and uh, et cetera. 
but as soon as we get free time, and I'm speaking in generalities, um, oftentimes we're we're trying to get away from what's actually happening, you know, through through drink or drugs. And you know, I'm 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 not a Puritan, um, but but how habitual we are on the weekends. It's if you really look at last weekend compared to this weekend compared to the next weekend we're pretty habitual creatures and if you get in that uh i mean the weekend rut is a pretty good rut but if you get if you think about it you really stop paying attention to what's really happening around you when you keep doing the same thing in the same way so if we can train people to do things differently on monday uh you know some of this benefit could leak out into the weekend and make them even even more enjoyable Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, you, you said it there kind of almost segueing into to the second one, you know, pay attention to, to your attention. And, and I got to think, and I don't know if you've done any research or uh, agree or maybe you disagree, but, you know, if you're, if you're, especially if you're in a management position and you're coming in with that bad attitude on Monday morning, you're almost, you, I mean, well, not almost, you're, you're kind of, you're gutting the, the happiness and productivity of your team right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. yeah um, I, I agree and I disagree. How's that? I, I love not it. To be, not, not to be wishy-washy, but I'll tell you, if you got a sourpuss manager um, and, that, and, and you're a charge of that manager, in other words, you are in a situation where you must – uh, be in that person's sphere. You can't run away from them. Right. They're 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 calling the shots. So yeah, uh, that th- th- there's the, there's the uh, burden of command. That 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 person uh, infects the whole culture. However, you can't give up your inner peace to anybody, supervisor, um, uh, or, or a- anybody in your sphere. You have the option. Uh, to, to give up your inner peace and you can smile not not in a uh, not in a disrespectful way but you can smile on the inside when your manager's having a bad day uh, and, and it really all does begin uh, with um, what you're paying attention to uh, I'm glad you segued to, to, to the number two is uh, paying attention to your attention um, um, but you always have a choice in terms of what you're paying attention to, and when you 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 have a choice uh, to to look at that manager who's in a rotten mood, and uh, and 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 kind of say to yourself, "Gosh, I wonder what happened to him or her to put them in this in this way." You're almost you know stepping outside of the situation, uh, and, and, and instead of becoming wrapped up and involved. In other words, uh, you, you, I'm sure you've uh, run across uh, uh, Miguel Ruiz's. Uh, uh, um, uh, four agreements. Have you heard of that? Um, actually, I, I don't know that I have. Oh, one of them is don't take anything personally. In other mm. words, everyone is uh, operating um, at their own current awareness, but it has nothing to do with you. But if you think your boss is being uh, disruptive or angry uh, because of you, you're wrong. Uh, that that's when you're taking it personally. But I'm, I'm gonna. I've I've written down John Miller, the question behind the question, and I would encourage you and everybody listening uh, to make sure that they they grab a hold of the Four Agreements uh, by John uh, by Miguel Ruiz. Um, uh, Write that down. Yeah. Um, it's not about you. So, so I agree with you that you you got to you got to you have to be in that sphere, but you don't have to let it affect you. So, 
in order to ch- to pay attention to your chen- uh, or to pay attention to your attention or to change your mind, the first thing you need to do is to clear your mind. In other words, uh, take inventory, take stock, back up, and 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 say, what? Where am I giving my attention? Am I giving my attention to the fact that my boss just kind of dissed me uh, because my boss had, had a tough ride into work am i paying attention to that or am i paying attention uh uh am i choosing something else to give my attention to um joe dispenza <laughs> great great quote he, he says um he, he, you know in his, his his i think his best book is breaking the habit of being yourself uh is, is to start to do do things differently uh and and again, on, on, on back on the uh, the uh, cell phone uh, uh, rant, um, he says, "Put it down. Don't let it program you. You know, use it. Use all of that incredible technology to your benefit, but don't let it whip or whip your." Um, uh, uh, your feelings and emotions around. He says, you know, stop checking the news in order to feed your addiction to anger. Mm. Uh, think think about that for a second. Um, do we do that? Do you do that? Do I do that? Sure, I do. But uh, but more and more, I'm catching myself saying, you know what? I really don't need to check the news one more time because I checked it <laughs> a half an hour ago, and not much has changed. And you know, frankly, there, there's a, there's a whole lot of news that'll depress you when you start to watch it and internalize it. Um, so yeah, in terms of paying attention to your attention. Uh, almost have an out-of-body experience step outside of yourself and observe what is it that i'm giving my attention to um yeah i i I like that you know what i like about that especially where you just went there with the news thing because this is one of the things we talk about quite a bit is uh uh we, we we tie at the leadership phalanx uh, we, we tie leadership with diversity and inclusion and we talk a lot about unconscious biases and, and we use kind of a very similar example there with uh, you know confirmation bias and you know the 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 danger with some of these like news feed like the the Apple news and all that is they let you customize it so you only see what you yeah. want to see the, the the and that's why I like this pay attention to your attention because if you're just paying attention to the things that you want to and you're getting that confirmation bias all the time hey if you think the world sucks, then all the news that ends up in your feed is going to confirm that the world sucks, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Confirmation bias is a, is a real thing. And, and the more time you spend confirming um, that bias, the more you get caught up in your own the way you have built the world. Uh, exactly what you just said. You're, you're, you're tailoring it to one monolithic view and what happens is you get defensive you, mm-hmm. you, you, you start to uh, you start to get upset about anything that will challenge that perspective and gosh that's a that's a that's a pretty rugged way to live well and and would you think uh, as people adopt this uh, would you say that that's probably one of their biggest hurdles is is kind of being that outlier? Uh, in a world of confirmation that, hey, yeah, Monday sucks, you're the outlier trying to say, no, no, it doesn't, and, and having to keep from being discouraged by everybody else around you. Yeah, exactly. And and um, 
and, and I'm not saying it Monday doesn't suck. I'm saying it does if you decide you if if you right. just it, 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 it Monday is so neutral. Monday just doesn't care. Monday just keeps showing up right after Sunday before Tuesday <laughs> and doesn't really care. Um, but yeah, if 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 somebody said, "All right, well, Melville." Um, uh, what's the second thing again? Uh, oh, pay attention to your attention. What is it that you want me to remember about that? Because I, I don't have time for you to, you know, spew all of it. Just tell me, wh- what is it that uh, that I should take away? And here's the takeaway. Here's what I would want anybody who's listening to this or anybody who wants to kind of internalize the second thing uh, to, to, to remember. To that which you give your attention, you breathe life. Mm-hmm. Anything that you give your attention to, you make it bigger, and you make it bigger, and you make it bigger, uh, and and to the point where, uh, because again we're we're su- such uh, habitual creatures, we need more of that uh, to confirm our bias, to 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 make us whole, to make us feel, to remember who we are, and so um, if if the things you're paying attention to uh, make you miserable. You just plan on being miserable, and if and if and if, uh, and if that's the news, that's the news. If that's uh, or, or which part of the news? Because a, a point I will make is is this, Earl. There are there's some really bad actors out there. There are some there are some awful people doing heinous things. There are some um, there are some you know disturbed people. There are some angry people. Um, but it's a uh, all of us have bad days, evil thoughts, or thinking things we shouldn't think and doing things we shouldn't do. But for the most part, for every person who's just uh, wreaking havoc, there are millions of people just going about their day trying to do the right thing, to, you know, taking care of their families, taking care of themselves and the people around them, trying to make the world a better place. And But for whatever reason, and, and I'm sure somebody could speak eloquently about this, for, for whatever reason, we choose to pay attention to all the, the, the things that make us angry. Uh, that's, and, and, and we don't need to. So that's really the point. To that, to that which you give your attention, you breathe life. No, I like it. And, and you're right. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of research out there. I'm, I'm trying to remember the study, but uh, it, it, they, they all just prove that for whatever reason, whether it's genetics or whether it's just our our global environment, but humans are almost hardwired to focus on the negative more than the positive. You know, one I was reading, they were they sent a report card home to I think it was like a hundred parents, and and the report card was like all A's except for like one C, and they asked them to talk about the conversation that they were going to have with the kid. Yeah, and overwhelmingly, the parents focused on the one C, and there was very little. Hey, you got A's and all of these things. That was great. It was like, how did you get a C in this one thing? Yeah, and, and it's like, but you got all A's and everything else, right? It's like, yeah, no, it, it is a mystery, and and I don't know if we'll ever a hundred percent realize why we we love negativity so much, but but we do. Uh, but I mean, back to number one, we always have the opportunity to. To change that, to change our mind, to change our habits. Uh, I, I love the story of a, uh, it's not a story, the reality of a, a, a 
fellow who I met in North Dakota. He was one of, you know, it's a North Dakota farm, so I'm going to say there were 11 kids, might have been 10 or 12, but somewhere in there. It was a, it was a big family. Right. And, um, and their culture, their family culture was one of applause, where if uh, Johnny did something like cleared his dish for the first time you know everybody would break into applause L- little tiny things so all all throughout the day uh in uh at, at their house you could hear applause and 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 that that was a conscious decision to look at the a's instead of looking at that c yeah yeah no i i, I really i really like that there and uh so i mean the, the the essence of it as you said it's uh you know just be conscious of what you're paying attention to right Exactly. Yeah. Uh, does it lift you up? Does it bring you down? If it lifts you up, uh, pay more attention to it uh, and go ahead and confirm that bias. If it brings you down, I'm not saying stick your head in the sand, don't know what's going on in the world, but you know, check in once a day and be done with it. Uh, unless you're a, a pundit or a politician, and I feel sorry for those people who it's their job to get mired, to get so deep. Uh, I, I don't know how they, I, I don't know how they sleep at night. I really don't. But uh, I'm not saying people should. Not pay attention to what's going on in the world, but uh, but but the things that you um, uh, w- when you pay attention to the the best of, you are going to get more of the best of in your life. It's a uh, it's a it's a metaphysical uh, reality. Where you put your mind, where you put your focus, it, where you put your energy, um, that's what that's what you're going to see more of in your experience. And honestly. Um, your experience is the only experience that you can manage. Mm-hmm. Uh, amen to that. Amen to that. Well, and that kind of leads us into uh, to, to number three, employee yes. radical acceptance. Talk about that. Yeah, one. yeah sure. Um, and, and this one, um, I, you know, when I, when I uh, was, had the, was fortunate to run into you and to learn about what you're doing and learn about your background, I said, Oh man, am I really going to talk to a former Marine about radical acceptance? Because you know, uh, the idea—and you can correct me on this—but um, the idea of radical acceptance is so um, not Western. It's so not us. It sounds so weak. But what's what's inherent in radical acceptance is a strong, is a is a real strength, is an inner peace, is and it is also the gateway to transformational change. If anything is going to change, um, you've got to start where you are. You've got to accept where you are. Not, not, not as if to say, oh, there's nothing I can do about it. But you have to recognize it for what it is if you're going to make the best, if you're going to uh, create change. It kind of dovetails with, uh, um, you know, to that which you give your attention, you breathe life. If, um, if you're paying attention specifically to what you don't want, um, then you're going to get more of what you don't want, what you don't want, what you don't want. But if you can say, all right, this is out of my control. Uh, This is what it is. I'm going to accept it exactly as it is, and I'm going to smile about it. You are in a power position to implement change. So it's it's it really is a paradox. It really uh, it, it's not intuitive, especially in a world where radical acceptance. Are you kidding me? We need to fix things. We need to we need to uh, 
break things and put them back together. We need to, we need to, uh, to go out there and make things happen. Well, the way to make things happen is to first start where you are, which involves uh, radical acceptance. Um, well, I, I get, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, uh, I think uh, I'll pull your line. I agree with you and I disagree. Uh, I do agree with you that the, the way that the radical acceptance and that is, is something that I think the Western world does kind of like, oh, that's a little touchy-feely. But as we've done with most concepts, we've machoed it up a little bit and we call it ownership. Because yeah. when I when I heard that, that was in your explanation. That's the first thing that popped in my head. He's talking about ownership right here. Is like you just said. It's it's not it's not that something breaks. That's going to happen. You know, we're we're going to stumble all the time. Yeah. It's can we own why it broke? Can we accept why it broke and take the necessary steps to fix it? Or are we going to spend all our time trying to blame somebody else for why it broke? Right. Yeah. Um. To, to make this real, I'll, I'll use a, a, a benign example, but it, it'll bring clarity to what I mean by radical acceptance. If you're um, you're on a baseball team, mm-hmm. and the and you're uh, man, you're 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 a great third baseman, and you show up, you read the card in the dugout, and the coach doesn't have you on third base, and it's um, it's the uh, it's a it's a it's a miserable day for baseball. It's a they're thinking: should we call the game? Should we not call the game? Uh, the, the fields are slippery. It's drizzling, but not raining. So it's a it's a lousy day. Um, you're not in the lineup, um, and all, all, all kind. And somebody said something to you that just didn't sound good to you. So now you've got now now you have three reasons to be miserable. But you don't have to be miserable. What you can do is say, man, this field is wet for everybody. And you know what? This moisture uh, is actually, uh, you know, feels good. And you know what? I, I used to love to play in the rain as a kid. So I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to absolutely accept uh, what's going on here in terms of the, uh, the weather and the field conditions because everybody, and, and you know what? I'm going to be so in tune with it that I'm going to, um, once I, if I ever get on the field, if I ever get in the lineup, right? Um, <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be able to run faster. I'm going to be able to do things uh, better than anybody else out here because they're all complaining about it, and I'm not. So I've radically accepted the weather. Now uh, it it's a little taller task to accept the fact that you're not in the lineup, um, but you have you have two options. You have you can say, all right, um, it is what it is right now. It's not it's not what I how I would have filled out the lineup card but um it it is what it is right now i am going to do everything in my power to help this team that's this team in the lineup that i'm not in to score runs i'm going to steal a signal if i can i'm going to encourage johnny who's playing third base uh i I, am and and watch what happens when you employ that radical acceptance uh the amount of time before you get in uh because uh is is um, a, a, a lot shorter than if you were grumbling and complaining and tell, uh, letting the coach know by you know kicking things and throwing things. But you get that radical acceptance, uh, and the coach sees it. So this kid's a part of the team. 
uh, I'm going to try to get him into this game, uh, or I'm definitely going to start on the next game. Um, and, and what was it? What was the third thing uh, that, that I mentioned in this? Oh, somebody said, uh, forget what people say. The, the point is, um, so then the coach puts you in, and he puts you at first base. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got in the game, and uh, I'm a third baseman. So, no, what you need to realize is right now, you're a first baseman. Mm-hmm. And so when you radically accept that, you put on your first baseman mentality and you say, man, there's nothing going to get past me and I'm going to pick those balls out of the dirt and I'm going to do everything needs to be happening over here instead of grumbling about the fact that I belong on the other side of the diamond. So th- those are just kind of uh, you know, s- simple examples of what happens when you, when you get totally okay with the situation right now that you have the greatest opportunity uh, to, to do well. Um, here's what I would say the, the the greatest mistake no I wouldn't say that Earl I would say the most common mistake uh, that we make is thinking that things should be different than they are um, mm. we all do it we all think it shouldn't be this way well it is um, so uh, you know that, so it's it's a common mistake and it become it it can become a great mistake if it becomes habitual what we need to do is uh, employ that radical acceptance what i talk about uh, bringing this back to the workplace and talking uh, uh, talking about mondays um, i say is there a time uh, in your life where everything is just going your way that you feel great and the news doesn't bother you nobody bothers you you just you, you just love your life and to some people it's like yeah i get that feeling a lot for, for most of us it's like i get that feeling sometimes and for some people it's like mm, no nah, i can't say i really relate to that feeling where i just absolutely love my life but the closest we all come to that is the first few hours of vacation where you're on vacation your your boss doesn't know. Uh, your boss knows that you're uh, can't be reached. Uh, all of the planning has been done. All of the packing has been done. You get your your and your vacation has started. You can't see the end of your vacation yet. And in those times, um, you get this feeling um, that life is okay and uh, there's really not much that can bother me. So what we do on Mondays is we take a vacation day. By that I don't mean that we you know, bring, go to work and flip flops and bring umbrella drinks. Um, but but what we do is we take a vacation from all the stuff in our head that's dragging us down, all the judgment, all the guilt, all the worry. You know, some people I say I, I I never worry about money. Do you know why I never worry about money? Because when I worry about money, I have money worries. Same thing. Yeah. What we 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 say is take take um take Monday off. Don't don't have uh in terms of you know, I'm uh, 15 pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds overweight, or or I'm too thin, or I'm too this, or I'm too that. It's like, it, this is a vacation day. Capture that vacation feeling where, you know what? There ain't nothing going to bother me right now. Ain't nothing going to bother me, especially me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to, you know, you know, focus on things to feel guilty about or things to worry about. I'm taking a vacation day. And if you kind of t- take that vacation day mentality into your Mondays, it's a very, very powerful uh, uh, strategy. And, and it involves radical acceptance that, you know what, this is exactly as it is right now is okay with me. I, I, I love it. And again, as, as you were talking, it triggered another, you know, 
Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said a lot of great stuff, but what I love is his his uh, piece about you know the chimney sweep. And for those who aren't familiar, he says, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted or Beethoven composed music or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will pause to say, here lived a great street sweeper who did his job well. And I, I, I think... I think he was encompassing everything you were just saying right there. It's like, whatever you're called to do, do it with some gusto. Do it with some zeal. Take some pride in it, right? It's a choice. Yes, yeah. sir. I love it. Well, David, so we've, we've, we've talked about the first three, and obviously we're not going to have time to, to get into the last two, but uh, do, you, do you just want to share what those, what those are uh, to kind of pique people's interest a little bit? Sure. Yeah, we've touched on them. Uh, the, the, when we talked about how do you start your Monday, uh, number four is uh, in, infuse your day with gratitude. You know, sounds a little bit soft, but you know what? For people who you know, gratitude isn't their thing, or they don't practice it. Uh, you know, I say, well, you know, find a way to uh, uh, decrease grumpitude. In other words, the three things you just don't ever want to complain about. Uh, if you and, and, and you remember these three things, and watch what'll happen to your Monday. Uh, um, the, the first thing is never complain about the weather. Obviously, it's pointless. Just embrace it, whatever it is. Just like the little eager in the wet field, just completely say, "I love this weather." I, you know, I, most people are bitching about how cold and icy it is, but you know what? Ah, that air is so crisp when it's <laughs> cold and icy. You know, just find ways to enjoy. It. So never complain about the weather. Never complain about food. Uh, and, and I'm not saying you know. Uh, uh, don't complain about food because you know there are people starving in China. I'm saying don't complain about food because there's no point in it. Just just uh, take what you have, nourish yourself, and 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 move on. There's some people that make a make a career out of complaining about what's in front of them. And the third thing is because I, I wanted to make this very easy to remember. Um, number one, don't complain about the weather. Number two, don't complain about food. And the third thing is don't complain about everything else. Like so that. if so, if you can just remember those three things not to uh, complain about, then you're on your way to gratitude. Love okay. It. So and, and the and the fifth thing is it, it, it is it is exactly the street sweeper story, Earl. What you were just talking about. It is finding ways to be present. If you're going to, you know, s- sweep those streets to the point where the heavens stop and recognize you, you have to be present. And that is the fifth thing, is finding ways to be present. In other words, not being anxious about what happened, not being um, worried about what's to come, but to be completely present in what you're doing. If you could spend more time being present on a Monday and and make it a habit, uh, Monday really will... will and, 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 include those other four things, uh, Monday really could be uh, a, a, a wonderful day for you. Uh, I love it. Well, David, we're coming up on uh, about 45 minutes or so here, maybe a little bit past. Um, I think now would be a really good opportunity to uh, encourage folks if they're uh, wanting to change their mindset, how they view Mondays, and really uh, get immersed in your program. Uh, what is a good way for them to to reach out to you? Uh, yeah, contact me. I'm uh, we're we're still uh, working on our social media game, but uh, contact me at tgim at main tgim at main 
and, and I do want to say this to anybody who's thinking about this program. When you get one or two, just one or two in your culture, it is infectious. You can change. There are going to be some people who say, uh, man, this stuff, you know, grumpy people are just going to be grumpy. Uh, and even those people, they will never look at Monday the same. When you start say, hey, it's Monday again. We get, as you said, or what was his name? I, I've got it here. It is uh, John Miller says, we get to live another Monday. Uh, when you get one or two in your culture that get, are into it, um, it will change the culture of, of your uh, work environment. I, I love it. I love it. And, uh, you know, so thank you very much for spending this time uh, with me and, and, and my listeners here. Uh, I'll have that information on how to get a hold of you in the uh, in the show notes. But just thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate everything you shared with us today, David. Perfect. And thank you. Thank you. I've, I've written some notes of things you were talking about, so I'll, I'll steal some of those lines. <laughs> Definitely. And I've got some notes here, too. You introduced me to a couple of things I'm going to check out. I always, always like to be learning. So, uh, and, and for my guests, thank you for uh, – I guess I should say for my listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. Really appreciate you spending the time with us. Uh, highly encourage you to consider reaching out to uh, David and uh, seeing uh, how you put this program to work in your workplace. Changing the culture is paramount to having a happy, healthy, successful environment. Uh, if you would, make sure you get on there and, and rate and review the show. I've gotten a lot of reviews over the past uh, past few weeks. I really appreciate each and every one of them. It helps the show's visibility. If you want to reach out to me, you can hit me up at burden.command at gmail.com. With that, keep those shields up, and I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Electric acid.